Hey, Jeff. How are you, man? Dude, I am great. Loving this special assignment you sent me on. Dude, I'm so jealous. I wish I was in France right now like you are. You know, but anyway, I'm I'm just really glad that we could raise the money to get you there to cover uh-huh. the Euros, you know, because I was thinking that the money should go to the Sane Foundation directly. But then I thought, you know, through sponsorships of our Euros coverage, we could raise more for the foundation. So I'm really glad we could send you there. Anyway, Jeff, so uh, I'm hitting the record button. Hi, Jeff. Tell me about the Euros. Oh, man. Euro 2016. <laughs> This is remarkable, man. It's truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience that you can't find anywhere in the United States. Paris has never shown brighter on a global scale, man. So I decided my first bite into the Euros would be at a deli called Je suis Lamb Chop, and let me tell you, after my first bite, I was like, Zinedine Zidane! The secret is how thinly they shave the meat. Now, in America, butchers get lazy. You know, they'll carve it at a centimeter thick, and they'll call it good, just feed it to you. But in France... The French have put a lot of work into their euros, and they carve it at a millimeter thick. Jeff. Mm. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Their tomatoes are perfectly ripe, and the cucumber sauce is to die for. The next place I went to, uh, Le Brisquet Noir, had a very interesting way of marinating their meat. Jeff! What? Euros. The soccer tournament. Oh, yeah, the soccer. Yeah, that's going on, too. But on a serious note... There's this deli called Sela Meat, which I had a little bit of a problem yeah, with. Yeah, d- Jeff, that's what you're going to cover? Sela Meat? Yeah, fuck, fuck the soccer thing. You think I'm some sort of Euro snob? Come on, we talk about soccer all the time. I was excited to branch out and cover some food. Jeff, all my life savings went into your ticket to France. Yeah, well, all my happiness went away after that bite of Sela Meat, so I guess we're even. <laughs> Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Toughcast by T United fans. This is Nine. And this is Jeff and Sweet Child of Mine. It's episode 59. It's not what you have on the notes. You change it up on the fly. How are you doing, Notch? Oh, thank you, Jeff. I'm doing pretty great. Life is good. I'm going to be moving next week. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So this is the cool. second to last podcast that we ever record in this apartment. Or maybe even the last, if because we're gonna take a break one of the next two weeks. Yeah, um, and we just need to decide. It's just honestly, we just need to sort things out. We need to clear our heads, figure out what we want from this, take a quick break. We're not yeah. done. We're not going away. You know, we're still together, but yeah, we just need a break. Yeah, we do. What'd we you do. Say? So we'll we'll announce it on Twitter. So if you don't see a toughcast next week um, on the feeds, you will see something from me just explaining what's going on. But. Um, also, apologies for not coming in on Thursday mornings like y'all were all expecting us to be. We uh, we took a little break because we had things to do yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so now we're here on a Friday. Woo! Now, I'll be honest though, man. This past week, I've just been in um, NASL depression. And there's been so much other soccer stuff to pay attention to that's been like taking my interest. That I haven't, I haven't thought about NASL very much. The soccering is real, man. It's it, impossible to keep up with. I felt like that was like this, this crescendo where it was... Um, I was really excited to see the Cosmos get beat. Then I was really excited to see Indy tie Miami. And then everything just crashed for as far as NASL was concerned. And since then, I've been paying attention to the US. I've been paying attention to a little bit of the Euro stuff. Uh, not as much as most people, I think, though. Right. Yeah, it, it, there's just so much going on. And then the Open Cup is kind of, which is like, it's right. a different type of tournament, which means it's kind of fun to just see like, oh, where is 
What is the what is that one random team from Kitsap Pumas and like Malamute, La, yeah. La Maquinas, the two like uh non professional. The La Quinta whatever. Hotel squad <laughs> and uh you're right, Kitsap is the other one. The Kit Kats are randomly in it. But yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right. There's so much going on. The summer of soccer is actually here, the soccering, yeah, as we're calling it on fifty five one. And it's a, uh, it's a good series of articles y'all are doing. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you, by the way. Sure. Are you coming with me to Indy on July ninth? Um, not sure. I think I work the next day, so I have to figure oh out. So if I do, it would have to be a drive, and I'd have to leave at like four in the morning on Sunday. But we're taking a bus. Well, but I wouldn't be doing the bus, is what I'm saying. Oh, I would have to drive separately. Boo. I know. Well, I'm going to go to Indy, and if you're in Minnesota, by the way, you don't have to be a dark cloud. Do this. It's a really great deal that you get to go to Indy and come back. Hotel room, match ticket, and bus, all just for eighty bucks, which is super cheap. So yeah. check that out at the Dark Clouds website. Tweet at us, and I'll I'll give you the info because I that? want I is want that? as many listeners as possible. Uh, there with us because y'all are my friends. So. Is that dark hyphen clouds, right? Yeah, dark yeah, okay, dark hyphen clouds.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving but- along, so the U.S. men's national team played two games. I was at the second one. The first one was a loss to Colombia, which everyone was like, Klinsman sucks. We hate the team. We're all gonna die. The eye of Sauron has opened and the legions of orcs are here. You know, usual American soccer fan banter. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, uh, we won the next game and everyone was like, Klinsman is amazing. The, the, the Lord of Light is here. Azora High is reborn. And, and Klinsman, I mean, what the hell, dude? <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, I'm fine with the guy. I honestly am. It, which is weirdly, that's the most controversial thing you can say is be like, yeah, I'm cool with our coach. Right. Right. You're not supposed to. But really, I am. Um, but that's the most talented lineup the national team has fielded since 2002. Probably. Probably if yeah. not even before that or ever for that matter. Um, it's just, it's such a deep lineup and it's a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of watching those goals, the, the PK obviously is like, okay, whatever. But it, I mean, it was the right call first off, but then the th- other three goals that were scored, they were fun goals, like good, well put together team yeah. goals. Uh, great shot by Jermaine Jones from outside the box, which I do the recaps for the America games or for the United States games, excuse me for uh 55-1. And so I got to throw in the Portugal goal highlight from the World Cup that mm-hmm. he scored, that absolute just beautiful rocket. Oh, that was so good. So anyway, it's it's a fun time to be a soccer fan uh this summer with everything that's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I I'll, I'll my opinion of Klinsman is basically goes on what other people are saying. If people are like rabidly anti-Klinsman, I tend to be pro-Klinsman. When people are like rabidly pro-Klinsman, I'm anti-Klinsman. Like I was arguing with Bob Williams the other day who was talking about like, oh, who's the other coach that would uh, take his place? And I actually agree with that. Like, I don't know who I'd put in his place, you know? But I was arguing against it just because I was so pissed off. And to me, it's like some of the things that he's done, like losing to Guatemala. We're talking about Klinsman, not Bob Williams, right? Right, exactly. So Bob Williams Bob has Williams not has li- done. He, he lost to Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, some of the things Klinsman's done, it's, it's been like depressing to watch and, and see, but I, at the moment, just don't know anyone else who could necessarily, I would trust at a world level to do a better job. The one person I would maybe consider is Bruce Arena, who is still managing LA Galaxy. So um, this would be the third time, right, that he's taken charge of the second time? Uh, second, I believe. I mean... The American Pharaoh, Bob Bradley, 
would be interesting just because I liked the guy. But yeah, yeah Arena, I think, would do a, a good job with it. And then he did a, uh interview with Alexi Lawless on the Mutant Gene podcast, which is worth listening to if you don't yet, where he said that if they offered it to him, he would consider it drama. But right, yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's something to do during the break is bring on... uh Alexi Lalas and Bruce Arena. It's that easy. Yeah, they've been calling every week saying, hey guys, can we come on yet? And we're like, no, we're busy talking about Lauderdale Edmonton. Give us some time. So so uh, just a quick report from the game at Soldier Field in Chicago where U.S. played Costa Rica. I had a blast. I was in the American Outlaws section for the very first time. Soldier Field, actually, the sight lines are very, very good for soccer. I enjoyed it very much. And I wasn't on the like upper third deck, but you're not going to be there unless you have to be. The prices were stupid, both not only for the tickets, but I paid $11.50 for a goddamn Miller Lite. In fact, I didn't. I paid $11.75 for a Blue Moon Tall Boy. Mm. A double shot of rum and coke. Wait, it was 25 cents more for a Blue Moon? Right. Yeah, that's worth that, it. That, that tells you a little bit about football fans, by the way, mm. uh, as in hand deck. But uh, 11 50 uh, so eleven seventy five for that, and then a double shot of rum and coke was $23 in a little tiny sippy cup. Ooh. Can you believe this? That's awful. Right, but they did have something I really liked. So those of you who have gone to games where there are a lot of Mexican fans, you will know that they sell those chicarones, you know, the the like fried crunchy stuff that they then pour hot sauce on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a freaking station of those, man. That's awesome. Oh my God, my life was... Those were five bucks. I was like so happy, dude. So happy. Anyway, great time in the AO section, although beer showers suck and ask me why later. Why not? Why not now? Why not now? Uh, by the way, when you're paying $11 for a freaking beer, why do you throw it at somebody who then maybe, you know, I, I don't know, everyone doesn't have shower facilities when they're traveling for a soccer match overnight, mm-hmm. so I have to fly back to Minneapolis, fucking beer in my hair. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I hated it, dude. And it's sticky shit, dude. And why would that? You're right. That's a waste of beer. There's nothing freaking else. cup holders. We weren't even in like a standing section without cup holders. There's a cup holder. All you have to do is when the goal goes in, reach your hand out, put your cup in there. It takes a second of your time. Yeah, no one takes the around. time to be like, oh, we scored. Oh, jolly good. Let me just set this down and woo. No one. Oh, I, my God. That part I understand. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Beer showers By the are way, the worst. Final, final point about this, which is I think soccer, cliche statement, soccer has actually arrived in America. The whole city was full of America fans. Throughout the entire day. Like, you could not go anywhere in Chicago without seeing U.S. jerseys all over the city. It was That's cool. beautiful. That's cool. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, the other big tournament going on in America is the Open Cup, which in scale doesn't compare to the Copa, but it's still a tournament going on. In I America. don't know, man. Greg Johnson of uh, that one team. I mean, he is Kitsa. truly the uh, American Messi. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's more like the American Neymar. But right, right. right. I mean, if he was getting all those human growth hormone injections that Messi is getting. And he, he was able to do his offshore banking. Yeah. Right. And if he was at Barcelona's academy, you know. And he had Messi's talent and brains. You know, he'd be Messi. And a name that's pretty easy to make puns with. Right. He'd be Messi, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think the U.S. Open. Anyway, keep going. Open Cup. Uh, it's happening. Uh, this Wednesday is the, the big fourth round Wee-hoo. push. So, rapid fire without us doing any, like, research between these two matchups. Let's I know, make some I know, picks. I know very little about MLS. Right. You do. So, uh, there's a general rule of thumb with these that we've historically seen involving MLS teams. But I uh-huh. won't tell you what that rule is. Uh huh. So let's make some picks. Ready? Uh huh. Jacksonville Armada, Orlando City. Uh, come on, Orlando. Orlando, good. Uh, Chicago Fire, Indy Eleven, the Battle of Peter Wilts. Indy X's. Eleven. I think it, I think Chicago Fire is enough of a tire fire to uh, to Ooh. to lose to Indy. 
It's in Chicago, so I'm going Chicago. All right. Uh, grudge match after last year's upset. New York City FC. Can you call it an upset, really, between these two? New York City FC and New York Cosmos. <laughs> yeah, everyone is happy. Like, even the MLS fans are like, yeah, Cosmos. Let's right. beat that Man City B. Uh, I think... I think this is the year that City pulls it through, man. It's at Yankee Stadium this time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think City pulls it through. All right, ditto. Um, Philadelphia Union versus Philadelphia Fury. No, sorry. Uh, Harrisburg City <laughs> Islanders. Uh, I, I don't care. <laughs> That's who wins in that one. All right. Carolina Railhawks hosting New England Revolution. <laughs> uh, Carolina Railhawks. Uh, Railhawks. Ooh, no revolution. I think Railhawks get this one. They have an uncanny ability to beat MLS teams that are way better than they are. Sure. Um, Columbus Crew versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, uh, crew. I've got Crew as well. Okay, uh, keep going. Keep Rochester going. Rhinos at home against New York Red Bulls. Um, the Rhinos versus the Bulls. Right? The they Battle of the horns. Horn. Yeah. yeah, horny people. Yep. They win. Okay. Match so horny. Um, DC United versus Fort Lauderdale Strikers. <laughs> DC United. <laughs> Minnesota United versus Sporting KC. Uh, don't, don't break my heart. FC Dallas versus Oklahoma City Energy. Uh, energy. Because why not? Okay. Houston Dynamo versus San Antonio Scorpions. Oh, FC. Hey, you know, you put two teams with electricity in them in, uh, boogie, boogie, boogie. in the two, two matches. Dynamo versus who? Uh, San Antonio. Dynamo. Okay. Colorado Rapids versus Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC. Who Awful cares? name. Uh, Real Salt Lake versus Wilmington Hammerheads. Uh, Mormon Special Underwear wins. Ooh, this is an interesting one. LA Galaxy versus Makina. La Makina. Galaxy. Deus Ex Makina. Um, Seattle Sounders versus Kitsap Pumas. Um, Sounders. And then Portland Timbers versus San Jose Earthquakes. Who cares? Old 1970 NASL matchup. So there you go. There's your Open Cup. Um, fun. One of those teams will win the tournament. Yay! Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the only thing I, I'm curious about there is what do you think of Sporting KC right now? Because I don't know shit about them. So. Sure. Um, they are in a little bit of a rough patch. They just went nil-nil last week against the Galaxy, who are one of the hottest offenses in the league. So defensively, they look pretty good. But their best two players are on international duty. Or certainly two of their four best players, I should say, in fairness. You Beasler? That's right. Um, and we'll see as far as if they play it's, the starters. It's, it's criminal that Dwyer wasn't picked for the England squad. Yes. So criminal. It was, how dare you pick Harry Kane and Wayne Rooney <laughs> over Dom Dwyer. Um, otherwise, yeah, I they, they've got some good young talent. They're one of those teams that really does well with their academy. Mark Dos Santos coaches Swope Park, which is their uh, kind of their, their secondary, their USL team. And so... He, yeah, we'll see. Former Ottawa coach, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Are you, I, I think are you expecting MLS lineup or USL lineup mix? I would say it won't be the MLS A team probably, but it will be MLS players. You know, so that would be like your thirteenth guy, the guy who comes on in the seventy fifth minutes, probably getting seventy five minutes of a start instead. So if you're Carl Craig, do you rest some players against Miami this weekend and play them against? No, SKC? no, because if you're gonna win, if you want to. If you want to host Soccer Bowl, you need to win the fall and have more points than the Cosmos in the total table. And if you drop these three points, that's not good because the Cosmos don't play, obviously. So then you right. can start to make up that ground and make it a one or two point difference, which makes it a lot easier. So, uh, I mean, but having... the Strikers are going to defeat the Cosmos in the playoffs. So. Well, the Cosmos are going to lose to alcoholism this weekend. So we'll see how that goes because they don't play. But I do think that. I mean, having talked to Carl this week, both games are seen as must win. 
for the organization. So I think that you'll see as close to an A team as it gets. Uh, yeah. I get it. I get why that that is true, but it, I don't know. I don't know how you can how you can dedicate full resources to both games. I guess they have a rest afterwards, so they can push everything to the limit and just give people a couple of weeks off afterwards. Exactly, and they but, uh, they do have all but two of their players healthy right now. They are back to full fitness. Spees is fully healthy again. Cruz mm-hmm. is fully healthy. Coleman right. is so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that that was your uh, U.S. Open Cup uh, recapping sponsored by uh, Roadrunner. And uh, because of how quickly it went. So, uh, Ryo. Ryo OKC. Some news out of a press conference More in like Ryo OKC, am I right? <laughs> I'll get out now. Uh, basically, the owner of Ryo Vallecano, uh, who is their parent club, which got relegated from La Liga to... What, what is the second league called? Second, uh, segunda Division. Segunda. Yeah. Um, he said something about taking down the sails on Ryo. Some obtuse Spanish, like, um, 18th century literary reference Oddly was used. colonial. Right. It, right. Was, it was it's very strange. Anyway, the point is, there was too much room for translation for me to, like, make any specific kind of conclusions from the tweets from Spain in Spanish. However, the Ryo OKC people did go to whatever the local newspaper in OKC is and say, we're trying to get other investors and that the Ryo Viacana people want to scale back their investment. They don't want to get rid of it. They just want to scale it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think this is somewhere between doom and gloom and everything is okay. It's not everything is peaches and uh, wonderful, but it isn't kind of, we're all going to die. Sure. So, and I think it's actually good for them to get a, another domestic uh investor and you know we saw what happens when there is a Oklahoma City Derby and and you get all the soccer fans in the entire city active on social media tweeting the hell out of it there's a lot of like hype on demand so so I I think that that draws somebody in maybe but that game is played a maximum of once a year true so if you're gonna try to keep it alive because look I didn't understand the logic of that organization being built and then the Rio Viacano organization coming into Oklahoma City to begin with. I never understood it. It seemed like a bizarre, fishy sort of thing. The fact that they've been relegated and immediately are saying, well, oh, shit. Uh, I think the joke I made earlier today with someone was that the team that got promoted to take Viacano's spot now has to take over Oklahoma City's team. So you're going to see like Deportivo, De La OKC <laughs> or something suddenly. Um, but... I would be surprised if this team is still in the league in 2017. I think they're going to be totally fine for the fall. I think there's too much in place for it suddenly just to drop after 10 games. But I would be surprised at this point if it's still in the league next year. I, I wouldn't go that far at all. But I do see your point. So um, we'll see what happens. The The next piece of news is the Canadian Premier League, um, the Premier League of Canada. Uh, the PLC, right? The PLC, the CPL, right? The the actual like this rumored Canadian Premier League, which is run by a bunch of CFL, was the Canadian Football League teams, um, which is gonna eat the world and destroy an ASL. Uh, there was some tweets out of from some guy in Ottawa who apparently talked to someone in the Ottawa Fury organization. This is all like uh, unnamed source talks to an unnamed source talks to an unnamed which source. Are the most credible of right articles. Exactly, but that's what this whole Canadian Premier League saga has been for the most part. 
Anyway, this person said that the Canadian Premier League will steer clear of MLS markets, which is the height of stupidity as far as I'm concerned. Because how much how much percentage of the Canadian population is located in Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal? Actually, here's another fun game. Mm-hmm. Name the next most prime market outside of those three, and I'll even say don't do Ottawa and Edmonton. Uh, Name the actually, next one. I do know this because I read. Is it going to be Winnipeg, Quebec City? Sure, and but Winnipeg, like right, right, in Saskatchewan. Like there's just it's. Suddenly, that's such, you're right, that is such a barren market to tap. Uh And when you can't bring in any of the marquee cities or any, like, region or any of the provinces, that's tough. Which, by the way, is this a Canadian league or is it not? If the whole point is to say, screw you, U.S. soccer, you're screwing us over because your leagues are all skewed against us. A. Well, (laughs) all the other leagues are also skewed against us you know it's not just nesl and usl are skewed against you it's even mls are you going to compete or aren't you going to compete apparently not right which is if it's tied to cfl i mean you could get enough people to at least make a minor league team succeed in toronto or in vancouver Uh, i think it shows a stunning lack of ambition from the cpl to be like oh sorry guys we're gonna stay away from mls you know let's not let's let's not do that I can see that, though. A whole marketing campaign of CPL. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, we'll be over here. Sorry. It's okay. Canadian almost Premier League. Right. Right? Yeah, the, the Canadian not too bad, eh? <laughs> League. Sponsored by Molson. Uh, Sponsored by Labette Blue. Right. I actually uh, like Molson, uh, the Molson Canadian, by the way, the red one. Yeah. Yeah, I like It's a good beer. It's a solid, solid crisp lager. We're looking for sponsors, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's Still. go ahead. So to show you just how closely tied the Oklahoma City team is to that Rio base, the news comes out that they want to put the sales down after relegation, and you'd think it would just send tremors through the hearts of Rio OKC, and instead they go and beat Minnesota for their yeah. first home run ever. I, I talked about this already. I was ready and primed to, well, shower everyone in the bar with beer. Apparently, that's what people do when they win games. Uh, but then we lost in in great fashion. I don't think we played particularly miserably, but there was a puzzling decision to leave uh, Ramirez on the bench and put Pino up top, which just didn't work because most of everything was working in that first half except scoring on goal. Then Lang and Cruz came off and Anjur and um, who went on with him? Forget it. They at, came on. At what time? Uh, at the half. Well, Spies came on eventually. Right, 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 right. Because Spies, Ramirez, and Anior were the subs. And Lance right. Lang came off for Anior. Right. And to, to be honest, I can't say that there was a huge change in, in form either. So anyway, we, we crapped the bed. We shot the bed in spectacular fashion. Um, on squares of grass. Right. Uh, when When everything was handed to us on a golden platter, we dropped it. So it's... It was disappointing. It was a crushing way to end the spring season title race for Minnesota. Um, and to make uh, things worse, if you go back and watch the NASL website's official highlights of this, you have to watch a bird mascot silently twerk. <laughs> like it, it's one thing if a mascot is doing like is like I'll just go ahead and just always make it twerking. If mascots twerk, not great. If there's music in the background, you're like, ah, this is weird, but whatever. When it's silent and that's all yeah. your focus is going to, you just in that moment humanity just falls out of you well, and you I mean, become a shell of yourself. They have Alan Marcina. They have a bunch of San Antonio Marcino Scorpions Marcino was actually players, in the bird suit. Right? 
and, and so so they so they've basically taken everything else from San Antonio, including dancing mascots with no music in the background. Seriously, go watch the highlights on the official NASL channel. Hashtag free sting. I will say about this whole Rio being sold business. If they do get sold, uh, the investor would be buying a solid group of players and stuff. I think they have exceeded everyone's expectations of what they would do. Everyone expected Rio to do to basically be crapping the bed every week. Really? No. No, preseason we were thinking they'd get like fifth. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about when they started playing. I'm talking about before when the team started up like at the beginning of the year before all their players were signed, everyone was like they're an expansion team. They're like this awful experiment. They're gone. But this show once we all saw who had been assembled, we were like, yeah, which is exactly my point, which is keeping these people together would be tremendous. So, they have I've been, I'll just say it, I've been impressed with Ryo OKC. Mm-hmm. You know, again. And it, it blows my mind that Kosuke Kimura is playing on an expansion team. It blows my mind that Kosuke Kimura can find shorts that small. He wears so short shorts. Right? Yeah, every game he's like, multiple years, he's always wearing short shorts. Mm-hmm. He must have a really cool tattoo that he wants to show off or something. And yet, I couldn't see a tattoo. No, I don't know. It was impossible not to see his legs. And yet, I didn't yeah, you, see... You, it, they, they, your eyes are really drawn to his legs. He's got good legs. Mm-hmm. He's so, also a handsome man. I will he is say. a handsome man. He yeah. could have a career in modeling. Tell uh, him that. Yeah, well. Well, we are right now because he listens right. frequently. Avid listener, uh, Kosuke oh. Kimura. Um, yeah, and so so it blows my mind that he is, you know, I was thinking watching that game, being like, this is the guy we could use on the left-hand side. Mm. You know? I have another nomination, but that's fine. Who? It's Miguel Ibarra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, you watch games yeah. like this one, actually, and you think, you know, on the right-hand side, you've got Cruz and Venegas with a really good overlap play, and you just yearn for Ibarra Davis to be back out there. I just yearn for everybody from that team in 2014, man. But yeah, Ibarra, I would, I would, anyway, I mean, we can talk, this is like That's the, the ultimate fan, ser- fan service like segment, talk about how we could use Ibarra. Right. Uh, Bernardo Anur, uh in training... Uh, in in the week that Bernie's campaign went uh, fizzled out, Bernardo Anior's beginning of the fall season has fizzled out because he fractured his ankle mm-hmm. in training and he's out for a few months. The burn has been extinguished. Exactly. And uh, there's apparently someone named Hillary now who's uh, in his place on the uh, Minnesota United squad. True. Yep. Yeah, Sir Edmund Hillary. Yep, exactly. He's now our starting level. Yep. Might as well be. Who else would and, be? And in uh, other related news, Tenzing Norgay has joined the... Um, Coaching squad. Oh, good. Yep, exactly. So both of them are, are here, ever the conquerors of Everest. Uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers versus New, New York Cosmos. I'm going to be honest, Jeff. This week, I my heart wasn't in it. I don't know what happened in most of these games. Um, to be perfectly frank, I just could not bring myself. There was so much other soccer, as I mentioned, to cover that I just haven't kept up to be honest so we're gonna tell you what the results of some of these matches are maybe reflect on them a little bit but uh, and then reflect on the teams as a whole more so what right. i will say to sum this up for you over the span of 11 days jason mora had two game winning shots yeah what the, that's all you need to know yeah uh lauderdale won this game 2-1 and and mora was the second goal right and the Cosmos actually scored after that, but doesn't matter. It was it was, yeah, it, was it seemed like an insurance goal, and it actually was the goal they needed. So good for you, buddy. Um, I mean, uh, so so yeah. so the question for me over here again is his non-performing here. You know, is that because he's getting starting minutes there, and so he's just able to make something happen? Formation, I would say. 
I mean, he was never like a central piece of the puzzle here. Yeah. And so even when he was starting and before there was the whole, you know, he'd been on the bench for 10 games, and suddenly he's starting and you feel like, oh, they punted this game. Uh, before that whole thing went by and when he was first signed, he wasn't given the freedom to be a creator. Right. You know, it, he was just kind of a guy who the ball would go to and he'd immediately have to make a decision. And that's just, he operates best if he can stay on the ball mm-hmm. for five seconds and do, and set it up properly or get, find the right pass and everything. And he just didn't have that kind of time in a Manny Lago system. And I think that was his downfall. And yeah. then as soon as he started seeing the bench, his confidence was just shattered and he needed a change of scenery. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Jason Moore going ahead. Again, though, for me, this is the Cosmos being a fundamentally different team than last year. Yeah, you can point to the fact that they're winning the spring title and say, well, nothing's changed. But you know what? This is not a game the old Cosmos... I I feel like a broken record, but this is not a game that they would lose. No. An extremely important game against a team that has had bad results earlier in the year. Although who are on... Who haven't lost a game since April. Three of the four Florida teams have been doing really well lately. Which, um... I'll finish my Cosmos point. We should talk about the strikers. Which is... The Cosmos... I don't see them as clear soccer ball favorites, though, even if they win the spring. I just Hot don't. Take. Yeah. Well, they get a home game. We'll see if it's the one seed or the two seed. Unless Tampa Bay scores six goals or seven goals or whatever right. ridiculous number. Indy scores five. There's Fingers some, crossed. Right. There's some ab- absurd reality where they don't win the spring. But you're right. This, I mean, they will, if they do clinch, they have 18 points. And that will be the weakest spring title holder, I'm pretty certain, in NASL history, which is, again, six years. But still, that is a weak spring title winner, Yeah, which shows two things to me. Mm -hmm. One, it shows that the overall quality from top to bottom in this league has increased tremendously, Mm -hmm. where in a 10-game sprint, it is actually about even. And there are so many teams within three or four points of each other. that it actually is resembling a competitive league. And it's not a league like you're seeing even last year. Remember at the end of the fall when we're like, whoever gets the four seed, well, they're screwed. You know, and it was just a three-team race from about August. And that isn't the case anymore. Mm -hmm. It's generally a six- or seven-team fight, which is great. But it also does mean that it deludes not necessarily the quality of it, but it's so much tougher to tell who those top teams are. And I think that's the second point here, is that your spring title winner, I don't think they deserve a home game. And I know that I've gone on about how much I hate the split schedule before. Well, but- why, don't we, why don't we save this for an off-season, uh, mid-season podcast? Because we'll need some filler in okay. those. And we can talk about, because I love the format, so we can have a good discussion about that okay. later. Yeah. Um, one other quick thing that we'll do in the mid-season podcast is get someone from Fort Lauderdale to talk to you about why they think Fort Lauderdale has been able to turn it around. Because I had a lot of confidence in the team. They lost everything for a while, and now they're turning it around, which to me is very strange. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to know what's going on. Uh, one quick piece of news before we take a break. Nico Clowncar. God damn it. I'm not going to be able to use that nickname much anymore. Maybe one more time and I actually get to confirm the fact that he is going to be leaving for Rangers. Today, uh, an SB Nation blog citing no sources Woo! has said... <laughs> right, Jackpot! Actually, I shouldn't even say that. I should just say an SB Nation blog, which everyone can Period. just Period. Never any yeah. sources. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they've reported that he signed a two-year deal with Rangers FC, which I should probably use be using a Scottish accent, lad. Rangers uh, FC? Ah, uh, there you go. My Scottish accent was like... It's all right. <laughs> So he's going to be off with them um, doing ranging uh, <laughs> north of the wall. 
Uh, and uh, he's going to be not in New York, which good for us. But now we get to find out who they signed in this place with all the money that they are saving. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back after this. And we're back with Tufkas. So, Jeff, we actually didn't talk about our Euros prediction. Do you care? That we didn't talk about it, or do I care about the Euros? <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay, got it. I don't care that we didn't make a prediction. I honestly... So, I'm covering Group B, which is England and three other teams, um, which is uh, England, Slovakia, Russia, and Wales. And Wales. Um, England and the two of the teams that they'll be disappointed by. Correct. Uh-huh. And yet, this year, for some reason, like two or three third place teams actually advance, so they won't be that disappointed after all. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm. Uh, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I can't be arsed about the Euros. I'll go watch the final because you know it's fun being in a place with a bunch of excited people. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, That's I why can, you go to raves all I, the time, I'm, right? Yeah. I'm barely excited about the 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 Copa America. Something outside of the World Cup, man. I love I love the World Cup. I even like friendlies at times. But outside of those, I just can't. I can't. For me, it's like I don't have a big vetted interest. I will root for mm-hmm. the United States in major tournaments, but I don't. It's not like I'm like, oh, if Turkey doesn't make it, then I'm fucking pissed. Like I don't have anything <laughs> like that. I'm not going to pretend to do anything like that. But if I'm at work and need to kill time, I'll put a stream of a game on. Or if I'm at an apartment my apart an apartment just some random person's apartment i'll be like hey hand me the remote i'm gonna be watching the euros here no but i like if i'm at my apartment or if i'm at a bar or something like i'll want to watch a game yeah. if it's on because it's entertaining and it's really high quality soccer but you're right like i don't have a big rooting interest statements that nobody says about high quality soccer that's just on and walks into random people's apartments to watch no one's gonna do that for tampa bay rowdies versus ottawa fury which is the next <laughs> game we discuss which ended 2-1 to the rowdies which uh georgie Ristov scoring two goals mm-hmm. i thought his career was done and he was gone right. uh, and instead here we are talking about how he's just fine again the talisman right um, Joe Cole had what two assists or some crap like fifty one assist. assists and uh, yeah. seventy five. It was actually That's really the, funny during uh, the highlights. If you listen to the commentators, uh-huh. like okay, and Ristov passes the ball over to Alassane, who passes it to Joe Cole, and just like just nuzzles him with his voice for a few seconds, like a newborn baby <laughs> who just needs to be cooed to sleep. It was, was unreal. By the way, Joe Cole held off Johnny Steele, which to me is kind of awesome. So for that alone, he gets some respect. Um. Yeah, this is another one of those things that I'm like, the Rowdies are coming back into it. This is a result that early on, given the results early in the spring, I would have expected them to drop. But uh, here we go. And Ottawa, by the way, dropped uh, the second game against the Vancouver Whitecaps 3-0. So they actually were knocked out of the Voyagers Cup. They, they again, crapped the bed themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had two goals going into, two home goals going into the, the second leg. Didn't allow an away goal, which right. was major. They needed... Like, one away goal and it was clinched. Or, right. you know, don't allow three goals in regulation. Right. And what did they do? They... <laughs> allowed three goals in regulation. Exactly. Um, and they couldn't knock one in. This is, this is like, you know, core, core choking. And that's disappointing. Anyway, um, Miami versus Indy 11. Tornado! Right. By the way, uh, between this game and the Fort Lauderdale Strikers games, there was just a little more than um, 3,000... Fans, a little under 4,000, basically. We're uh, 
South Florida. Actually, just just actually no, my math is off. It's just a little over four thousand between two games. Mm-hmm. Atrocious. That is bad. That is really bad. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. Fort Lauderdale Strikers was one thousand two hundred ninety-seven. Indy or uh, Miami was one thousand eight hundred and thirty-seven. So just over three. Right. Brutal. Brutal. Um. In fairness, the fans, the 1,837 fans who did go to Miami to watch them play Indy watched a 0-0 draw that honestly wasn't that entertaining. You know what I mean? Sometimes there are those. <laughs> Actually, here's here's the best way to gauge whether or not a game is interesting. So in the highlight package that NASL put out for this, um, I caught the, the first half of this one, actually, but... In the highlights where they end up just showing, I mean, shots that are high and wide, and that's pretty much all they can pull together, there's a moment at the 12-minute mark where they're like, oh, and they gave a lovely little shout-out to Fafa Pico, who was in the stands today watching in his home state, and whatever. And that's in the 12th minute. And then they cut to the 34th minute, and seamlessly, it, it honestly doesn't seem like they clip the audio. It's like, yeah, and so it was interesting to see Fafa Pico there. Like, they brought up Pico twice within 20 minutes, just talking about what he looks like honestly in the stands it yeah. was it was that kind of a match two unbeaten sets indy is still unbeaten this year which what the heck two years in a row now they've managed to do this mm-hmm. uh they're also miami is unbeaten since they signed richie ryan yeah but they, they are one two and oh right which is you know absurd amount of money wells and question mark uh i don't think so uh speaking of um signings Dorado. 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 Free Tom Brady. <laughs> Indy signs Mexican legend. Gerardo. Dorado. Uh, his uh, nickname is El Boreo. The sheep. Exactly. And he's basically... Eventually, it's going to be interesting. He's going to be transferred for some wheat and some brick. Exactly. Right. Uh, and that's how Indy 11 becomes the uh, winner of Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also will find that Torado is the second highest capped member of the Mexican national team, which I think is really cool. I was having a talk with Colin Solberg about this on uh, Twitter, where he was saying, oh, I don't know if this is as big a signing as... Well, I said it's a bigger signing than Joe Cole for the NASL. Uh, and my reasoning was... Torado appeals to North American fans. He appeals to the Mexican fans, which are a huge piece of the American population. Joe Cole appeals to American Eurostops, who aren't exactly known for wanting to go out and, you know, support local soccer. And they're a pretty tiny part of the U.S. population as a whole. Uh, I think what Torado does is that he brings NASL into the minds of Mexican fans. And I don't mean like he's going to put a little drill to some guy's head and a little blood starts spewing out. But people read, oh yeah, this guy that I used to really follow heavily is now playing for this one team in this league. And so in Indy, it's huge. I think a lot of Mexican fans start showing up at least once or twice and the ones who enjoy it will come back. Uh, We will see as many people, I think, who showed up for Raul, who was what, eight or nine years past anything worth talking about when still people showed up in his jersey. Toronto last played for Mexico in 2013. Right. So I think this does more for NASL than Joko uh, in terms of getting butts and seats, in terms of working on their issues with attendance. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, for the reasons you said, there, I, I have nothing like extra I can really add to that. But I think you said it well. I think that just purely for the reasons of interest domestically, and not just people who want to go to one game and say, okay, cool, I saw Joe Cole. He scored a header. He never does that. <laughs> Good yeah. work, Minnesota. Um, sorry. Uh, aside from people like that, yeah, like these are the fans who would regularly be like, I get to see Toronto in my backyard. 
10 times in the fall. How cool is that? Yeah. So so we, we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll see if if that is actually what happens. I don't think this is a Beckham type of move, but I think it's 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 bigger than Cole was. Uh Carolina versus Jacksonville uh ended nil-nil. Whoop de doo. Yep. Uh, which Carolina's attendance is staying up, by the way, which I'm really happy to see. 5,700 is really good. That's above, you know, where it was at start of the mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville had a little bit of player news. So uh, Matt Boehner got a concussion within the last couple of weeks. Uh, the toughest uh-huh. 11. Actually, uh, we'll wait till after this, but we do have a, a, a special segment we're going to be doing for the spring um, of a listener's best 11. And so we'll introduce that in just a little bit here. Um, but Matt Boehner, who was on my toughest 11 last fall, uh, got a concussion, and so they had some depth issues at left back. So they signed Anthony Wallace, who was a left back with Tampa Bay Rowdies in 2014, and then he was with New York Red Bulls. He trialed with Minnesota United in the Portland Invitational, and now he's signed with uh, Jacksonville. Woo-hoo. James Marcelin of Carolina uh, in Copa America scored against Brazil in their 7-1 win, or Brazil 7-1 <laughs> win, a Haiti lost, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, we could make all sorts of 7-1 jokes, but uh, go to, go on Reddit to see those. Uh, Puerto Rico FC released their jersey, which um, everyone was like posting fire emojis and saying, it's awesome, it's awesome. It's just a freaking orange kit with no design at all. Am I taking crazy pills? Right. It's like Mugatu. Is, Is this fashion? Right. Puerto Rico, so hot right now. Puerto Rico. There's there's a hype video by the way where they're all the whole team is on bicycles doing like coordinated dances and stuff. It's really weird. And then they show them doing yoga. It's and then they show them playing on their field. Yeah, which is looks not so great. They need a groundskeeper. Um, moving along to listener questions. Dylan asks, "Do you think moving to MLS is even worth it anymore?" And this is in reference to the fact that the stadium bill. Uh, was not signed in the deadline available to the governor to sign it, which means that there needs to be a special session by the legislature to sign the bill, blah 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 Uh, My point is that the stadium gets built no matter what. There's money there. There's too much money to be made with this team going to MLS. There is no way the stadium doesn't get built. It's just a matter of how it happens. So... Yes, it's if in a financial standpoint, it's 100% worth it. If you want to talk about it as a fan of what's more fun, NASL or MLS or TCF Bank or whatever, we can do that some other time because uh, that's a very long discussion. We don't have time for that today. Yes, it's worth it. Yep. Colin Solberg, United have played nine NASL games. How many have they played well in? Three or four? Five at least. I'd say five at the most. Uh, I've been disappointed this spring season. I would say that there's one loss that I'm trying to remember which one it was, but there was one. I mean, you said, like you said, they didn't play like shit in the Rio game. Right. It was a competitive game on both sides until that goal went in. So I, not even all of their losses are bad and they've had four losses because they're four, one and four right now. So I would say I will split the difference and be lazy and say five. Uh, so why don't you guys listening to this podcast text us about what you think about this question? Yeah, what your thoughts are? How how many games you think that they've played and well? And do this after the Miami game is over, mm-hmm. so we can we can find out. Uh, moving on to Daniel Mick, who asks, "Is this the last question asked?" Hashtag Ask the Tough Mofos. Nope, because Will Baron then asks at W Baron Four, which food truck are you most excited to see at home matches? When whenever you walk in the stadium. Mm. And you see food trucks. Which one are you like, mm, gotta do it? It's a complicated one. There was that Raging Cajun, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. What was the one? It doesn't come by anymore. That one That one was, was the one I used to like the most. I'm not as excited about Anchor as everybody else is. Right. I would probably say Our Taco. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's actually the the taste of twins or whatever it is. Because yeah. they have like chili cheese fries that are really good. Yeah, and Baldi's too has like great barbecue sauces as mm-hmm. well. So I like those, to be perfectly honest. Which I, I kind of like this whole food truck thing because it can't be any more expensive than having concessions. No doubt. Uh, well, in a yeah, stadium, an 1150 so. MGD. Right. Hey. Which, by the way, Twins sold a uh, beer for eight fifty for a pretty hefty pour of like um, draft. So I was I was happy with the Twin Stadium at least. So I'm hopeful that our stadium isn't like Soldier Field. NFL just fleeces their fans in every possible. And we way. almost went to a game. <laughs> oh my god! I died and lost our fingers. Oh, that would have been miserable. Exactly. I'm so glad we did. All right, next week, which is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we have some games coming up. The first game is New York City FC versus Finding Another Human Sacrifice. Yeah, because how are they able to keep winning the spring even though they lose these games that are pretty much must win? Exactly. Um, I think they'll find another sacrifice, though. They walked off the pitch um, at Fort, at Lockhart, basically, and stabbed uh, Nico Cruncher and bled him over a fire mm-hmm. to make sure everyone else lost, too. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville Armada versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. What do you think? Oof. Ooh, Jacksonville. Mm, well. Type it. Sure, Jacksonville. All right, I'm going with Rowdies. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said it, I knew. <laughs> Ottawa versus Carola, uh OKC. Uh, this one is also really tough, man. I think it's at home in Ottawa. I'm going to go for Ottawa. Right. What are you doing? Ottawa as well. It's so tough when the, the title is pretty much clinched anyway. Yeah. And so a lot of these teams are just kind of punting. Right. Indy versus Carolina, I think Indy's going in there to win. I think Indy wants to have an undefeated spring, yeah. Yeah, so you're you're gonna they'll choose go, them too. They'll probably be a draw, they'll finish the spring three, seven, and zero. Okay, great, great, great. Minnesota United versus Miami. And for uh, FC Edmonton versus Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> you don't want to do that one? Why would we ever pick Minnesota? And actually, ever since we stopped picking Minnesota, they've been on a losing streak, so we've got to pick it, buddy. Minnesota. No, we picked them last week. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. I think we passed last week. Nope, we picked them last week. And we passed two weeks ago. FC, so, so it doesn't matter what we FC, do. FC Edmonton versus Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Um, Give me the Eddies. Eddies, I'm going to Fort Lauderdale then. All right. All right. And this is, by the way, also going to be the decider of our competition because you've caught up to me really well. And so you're, you're almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to be in a very interesting finish to our prediction game for the spring, much like the NASL spring season itself. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. We've been uh, in your ear for far too long today. Uh, if you have other questions, feel free to tweet us next Thursday. Uh, if you hear that we're recording a podcast, keep a, keep an eye on our feeds. You might hear from me saying there's going to be no pod on next Thursday. Uh, tell your friends about Toughcast because we like having new listeners. I review us on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, have, have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys have a great uh, US Open Cup game as well. And Jeff has one thing to say. Hoc officium vita tour. All right. Goodbye, everybody.